Hello and welcome to the ARC Audio Review, the podcast where we talk about the ARC Books online literary and cultural journal. I am your co-host Nina Bang and in this mini episode we hope to whet your appetite ahead of the first instalment of the upcoming street party Lucinetta, aka Bright Nights. Eber Wester and I have interviewed Dida Nestant Messen, who is the co-founder of a new literary platform, Terrapolis. So stay tuned for a weird and wonderful discussion about a new Donna Haraway-inspired exhibition space for text-based art. I try not to fuck it up. Hello and welcome back here to the ARC Audio Review. I'm here with my co-host Nina. Hello. And today we'll be speaking to Dida Nassar-Matsen about Terrapolis. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. So we're going to be talking about this concept or literature initiative that you and Ariana Vayagang have started together called Terrapolis. Do you want to speak a bit about what it is and um, what you guys have been doing? Yes, sure. Um, so Terrapolis is what we call a stage or a platform for text, uh, but also conversations and dialogue. Um, and what we've been doing so far uh, is to host events that kind of revolve around this concept of Terrapolis. So in short terms, you can say it's, um, it's a place for talking together and expanding the notion of literature and text, I guess. Well, how did it begin? Was there like, did you and Ayana sit down and get really drunk and then just decide like, oh my God, <laughs> this is what we want to do? Or was there like, was it a much longer process? How did you sort of kickstart the whole thing? I mean, uh, so me and Ayana, we met each other here actually at Arc Books. <laughs> so that's great uh, to be back here. Site. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We should say that Dida is actually one of the founders of Arc Books. Yes. So you are... <laughs> You are in the presence of a, of a very, very important historical figure. <laughs> Please no. <laughs> um, but uh, we had the idea to do some type of platform or stage or literary initiative for quite uh, some time, ever since um, we did a project on Middle Eastern literature together. And uh, things uh, happen in life and in work. And I was traveling for a while. And when I came back to live in Copenhagen, we we kind of sat together and had a really long uh, Google Drive document of what we could do together and how we could like continue these projects together and what it would actually entail, this project of ours. And um, we came across Don Haraway's uh Terrapolis and like the the notion of it and the idea of it for this type of opening pattern that keeps uh, evolving, keeps uh, expanding and uh, yeah it's it's quite abstract I guess but the idea of a platform for text in in its different uh, forms like uh, literature obviously but also uh, text-based art or podcasts, and so on. So, yeah, a lot of different abstract ideas and um, coming together for now in these specific events we've been hosting and that we're going to be hosting in the fall. Uh, but also eventually someday to have its own space 
um, to open up uh, our own space. So, yeah, I don't know if that was uh, <laughs> an answer. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that's so interesting. Mm -hmm. So your idea came sort of from first, did you feel like there was some particular need or goal that you were trying to fulfill maybe? And then you were inspired by the term that you found. Yes. Yes, yeah. that's true. I guess um, I think of in Copenhagen, we are blessed with all these amazing spaces for literature and culture. Uh, we are lucky to have all the libraries, but also all the bookshops and Müllegele and all these like amazing, amazing like people who wants to work so much with this and really like uh, geek out somehow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like specifically, I guess there is no space in Copenhagen yet for this type of of way of thinking of literature as something like in a lot of different forms and but also the notion of having a space if it's abstract or an actual space mm. where we can work together everyone that's interested in like the different partners and so on so again this notion of an of a pattern that opens and reaches out and makes new connections all the time and try to be conscious and responsible mm -hmm. in the way you think of literature, but also how we work together and like create new spaces for this literature to mm. evolve and bloom somehow, I guess. Yeah. So that comes from like very much, I mean, where the word initially Mm. comes from the sure. context in which it yeah. comes from it's tied to a, a lot of these ideas you're talking about right mm -hmm. like how she says responsibility and right. also this thing of interconnectedness or passing mm -hmm. back and forth yeah do you maybe want to expand on um yeah on the original context of the term i mean i'm not a haraway expert <laughs> i will say that but what um what really like uh sat well with me when i read uh stuff about Terrapolis in Haraway's sense was uh, something she says about let, let's rethink the way we think and let's rethink matters. It matters how we think of matters. Mm -hmm. And like all these these ideas of of rethinking how we are connected to each other and all species and everyone and how, you know, also to be conscious of everything that's happening in this world, politically, planetary, so on, so on. Mm. But, um, yeah, I mean, we like Haraway, obviously, and it comes from that, like an utopian idea of a place we can all be together in a very, like, hippie, free-ish <laughs> sense, but also, like, very... Um, um, specifically as in creating a space that's um, utopian idea in the middle of a world that's some going somewhere else at least. Mm -hmm. So I guess it's also political and for Haraway it's obviously also political but not yeah. in, I'm not sure we, yeah I mean I guess we agree, well it's hard to say actually. <laughs> but uh, I wouldn't go into that too much. Um, again I'm not an expert. But I like the idea of this utopian place that we can work towards somehow mm. and then rethink literature in that sense. So also to have events where we try to look at the artwork as an like in constant recreation. So mm. like think of the book not as a finished product product in that sense but to think of it as something that keeps changing and evolving throughout the ways we look at it and how we read it how we touch it how we 
just like um, mm. yeah how we are around the work of art mm. so i guess that's how haraway kind of relates to what we're doing mm. Mm. yeah we went to uh one of your events, I think your most recent event, yes. um, Ebba and myself and mm. our co-host, Stina, who unfortunately couldn't be, couldn't join us today, but um, which was like a radio cinema, yeah. mm. which is quite new for a lot of people, I think, um, where mm-hmm. you sit in a sort of either a cinema or like a cinema-like setting in the dark. Mm. And like you a listened. black box. Yeah, yeah. Like, basically like a black box. And mm-hmm. then you listen to, and in this case, it was a radio play by the Danish dramatist Whiskey Morty, which was... Mori Whiskey. Mori Whiskey. <laughs> well. <laughs> that guy. Yeah. It's an anagram thing anyway. Of the, we were speaking to someone often who said it was like death and whiskey together. Sure, that yeah. Was like, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, for, for this uh, series of events about Mori Whiskey, so this Not is... Not Whiskey Morty. <laughs> this is what we want to do. So we had eight events about one author and I I feel like that doesn't happen that much if you want to mm. like really dive into an authorship or works of a specific um, a writer um, you go to one, one event or you read one book but this was really like uh, so I was there obviously the every time but you really got the sense that you got to know this the, these writings like mm. this authorship really really well and also his uh, radio plays uh, are not that well known and they are not to just like you can't access them everywhere so it was really uh, interesting to do these uh, radio cinema every week and to really listen to all of them and dive into the text and they're really intense also mm. I don't know if you had that feeling when you listened to it very intense yeah. very <laughs> intense play and this was really long also it was an hour and 15 minutes and the other ones were like 45 minutes I think but they're also not your conventional radio play I mean they are very um, abstract some of them but also yeah, really amazing. So what we did was we first first we had three uh, literary salons as we know them, where people come to talk about a book or discuss it. But we decided to only invite writers that were in, kind of inspired by this guy, by the writer by Morawiecki, mm-hmm. and then for them to talk about the text, but also to talk about it in a way where you really you're doing close reading. So you're really reading what it says Mm. and you don't go into like abstract notions or academia like as the first point. You really try to to understand what it says and how it affects you as a person. And it was really great because there was a Danish author there uh, one of the times called Christel Windler. And she said something that really like stay with me that some days and this applies to all types of literature, I think. Some days you can read something and you feel like you understand everything. Like it really corresponds to you. It talks to you directly. And then the next day you would go read the exact same paragraph and you'd be like, I understand nothing. <laughs> and this is what's amazing yeah. because this is what I mean. Like literature doesn't have to be this closed product mm. where it's like done. Like we know everything what's to know about this work. No, it's because it, it, like you're reading it as a person and you're different throughout the day and the days. That you're not. So if one day you read it and you feel something, the next day maybe you will feel another thing or you will think another thing. So that's the way it keeps it 
can really like keep opening and closing somehow. Mm. So that really like tells you what we want to do somehow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it really expands the text in terms of as well, like, you know, this whole, I mean, overdone debate about death of the author and all that. Kind sure. Of thing. Yeah. But it's still, this is kind of, you know, what you're saying now, this idea of kind of lending everyone authorship, but not even the individual people, like lending it to individual like moods or moments or versions of yourself Mm. and that really opens things up so much more because I think that's really true that you know you'll read (laughs) I think especially maybe with things like poetry or sure some days it makes absolutely no sense and Mm. (laughs) yeah and also how a lot of people that especially if you don't read that much you would say oh poetry is so difficult to read like I, I don't want to read poetry because it's very hard to access and mm. understand what it actually says, but to think of it in another way that you don't have to like know everything or understand everything that it says, because that's that's crazy. You're not going to understand everything in detail. Yeah. So just to try and go into literature with another mindset, I guess, also. Yeah. Just be open, maybe naive, but like read with whatever, whatever state you're in that day. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. how I would describe it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes the Terra Polis, I mean, because I was thinking about leading up to this conversation, how to ask whether you framed Terra Polis as a, an idea, like a, a philosophy that you then kind of manifests as these spaces or interactions or conversations, or if it's or if those, if that's what they are in and them themselves, like mm. you were saying that it's going to have maybe its own space. I thought that was quite interesting because now it's, you know, kind of occupying right. spaces. Yeah. And then this thing of having, you know, eight salons or eight um, evenings specifically for one person, you're taking up also like a lot of time, like it's happening in a, yeah, spatial temporal way. And I don't mm. know what you think about Maybe that's part of it as well. It's like non-fixedness. Sure. Yes, definitely. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, for now, and yeah, for now, it it will move around and take different forms, Take try to interact with the, um, with the people who show up for these events in different ways. Um, let's try different locations. Let's try different rooms, but also different types of people on stage that talk about this literature, different types of works, uh, try to open up the notion of the artwork, as I said before. Mm-hmm. So yes, to like mm, change the form, of it all the time and then maybe one day and that would be beautiful to have like that utopian space as an actual space Mm. but that might be an utopian idea also (laughs) so so yeah for now it pops up as small evenings of um, utopia Mm. and then we'll see Mm -hmm. there's a there's a i don't know if you've ever been on it but there's a boat in uh, newhound and i think it's like a theater venue and you go like into the into the the part of the boat that's submerged underwater, uh, and I've only ever been there once, but it's like just such a, an amazing venue because the acoustics <laughs> is like completely crazy, oh. and you really you don't you're not moving because it's on the canal, so you can't really all sort of 
very still water. Mm. But it just, when you were talking, it made me, I thought of that and I was like, that would be an amazing venue. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds really cool. Terrible <laughs> place. Mm. Um. Yeah, because those evenings, I mean, now we haven't had the privilege of experiencing that many Terrapolis events, but the ones that, the one that we went to, the radio cinema, I, I thought it was really exciting, actually. I mean, it was also... It was long and it wasn't necessarily, su I mean, I was concentrating a lot because it was in Danish. So mm. <laughs> it wasn't like, it, it was still challenging, but at the same time, um, you really kind of, at least I felt like I was very purely concentrating on sound in a way that I don't normally, mm. that it was really highlighting that sense because, you know, you're sitting in the dark and all you hear mm -hmm. is this, and it's very, the way the sound is done, I mean, it's so... It was probably highlighted by the fact that your other senses were not active, but still, like it was very like it's almost like it was whispering in your ear, mm. very close and very sensual, and yeah. very much mm. about the feeling of the sound mm. itself sure. as much as the words. I think in a way. And yeah. I have some friends who I know a couple of people that are not that fond of reading, like, and they don't get around to it, and they find it a bit challenging or boring or whatever mm. but they absolutely love listening to audiobooks yeah. and that's like their favorite thing mm. and so it's also like you say making literature accessible in a you know in lots of different ways so that it can appeal to as many people as possible and you can go you i mean you can get go to so many literature events in Copenhagen where it's your like your normal literature event and that's really great that works great for a lot of people but like We want to rethink that also to like try and expand that a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, we don't have the the answer of what's good for for <laughs> you know everyone. But I like the idea of rethinking how we do these things to mm -hmm. just try and see if we get something else out of it. But it's true also about the radio cinema. It's a very intense experience because normally when you go to the cinema to watch a movie, you're The collective experience of watching it together with friends or like whatever, um, it's more relaxed somehow. I don't mm -hmm. know. I can't really put a figure to it. But with listening, only listening, where you <laughs> collectively have these like images in, in your mind, but you can't really share those images with anyone before or after. Yeah. But in the moment, you're really, you're very much on your own. Mm. And that's kind of also what's so intense about it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I true. was transporting that way because you could kind of, I was oscillating between closing my eyes or opening my eyes mm. or where you were gonna, and you would kind of yeah. even wander off in your own mind at points and then kind of trail back right. and you'd be somewhere else. And yeah, it was a really nice experience. Yeah, and I don't know if you noticed, but we've had this thing with the radio cinemas that that um, we would have uh, objects on stage before. Mm -hmm. So something that would correspond to something that happens or an object that's in, in one of the radio plays. And uh, this, not this one, but the one before that was called Dion. There was, um, they talked about Chanel number no. five. Uh, <laughs> and we like sprayed the perfume in the room iconic. for people. <laughs> before that would smell like Chanel number no. five and the, the perfume bottle would be there and so on. We did like small things for all of the radio plays. So that kind of gives you an idea, but maybe you don't know when you enter, but you would recognize the object when you leave the place. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Or it might pop up in your dream. Right. Can you can you say maybe a little bit about 
what's to come and what sure. people should expect from mm. Terrapolis and what they should look out for. But there is a lot of things to come, which is really exciting. Uh, so first of all, there's going to be Lusenida. Uh, these uh, three uh, dates throughout the summer where we're going to be curating a small scene so something and the way we've done it so far how we plan it is it's going to be previews of what's going to come in the fall oh, of our oh. bigger projects mm -hmm. let's say so this fall there's going to be one project about um, poetics of translation what we call it and it's uh, gonna be like seminars on translations but by translators that are also poets or writers yeah mm. so how poets and writers work with translations so the way of rewriting a piece of work I guess with mm. translation it's a long discussion but yeah. a very long discussion very complicated discussion also um, so that's gonna be one thing and, uh, yeah, the other thing is called Speculations in Fiction and Theory. Mm -hmm. Ooh, so more ish words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we hope to invite Haraway, obviously. Um, so we hope that's going to happen. If you're listening, obviously. <laughs> Donna. Donna. <laughs> Waiting for Give you. us a call. We're sending vibes. <laughs> but uh, you could also say it's about sci-fi and like the how science fiction has kind of come back mm. as uh, something definitely that, uh, we read and discuss also in places like art books and and so on so it's not just a, a niche thing anymore and uh, how it seems like all danish writers start to write with science fiction <laughs> right now and it's really interesting how this subgenre has come back mm -hmm. so we're gonna do a couple of seminars uh about like the recoming of science fiction but also um, about Ursula K. Le Guin because right. she died earlier this year and her works has really have really like come back on the scene yeah and somehow it's really ironic as she died <laughs> you know this we're one. reading her in the sci-fi book club on Mölgel yes the I know I know <laughs> and uh, also the Danish publisher Fola um, Vierkli they yeah. have uh, translated her smaller works and like uh, published them in really beautiful editions. Yeah, I saw those Danish translations. Really yeah, nice. the Carrier Back Theory and a couple of other ones. So we want to do a seminar about her and uh, her type of science fiction or speculative fiction, as some people would call it, and mm. so on. So stay tuned for that also. <laughs> uh, I'm really excited about that also. So that's what's getting, what's up. And that's a lot for the next six that's months. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah that is, that's so much to look forward to. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. yeah me too. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, on that note, maybe you should also tell people where they can find you on the, on the interwebs. <laughs> <laughs> In the world. In the um, world. Yeah, we have a Facebook Terrapolis. I uh, have an Instagram. And that's it for now. Because <laughs> um, we're still fairly new. Like we start, we properly started the project uh, earlier this year, I think in March. <laughs> so it's really new. <laughs> mm. No, that's not true. February. We did our first event as Terrapolis in February about uh, uh, Islamic and um, um, what's it called Jewish. <laughs> philosophy in the antique 
So it's really something else. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you guys have been busy. Yeah, we have. We have. So, I mean, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram and uh, at all these events. <laughs> That, um, yeah, Lisa Nether as well is on the 23rd. St. Hens Afton for anyone that likes to go to literary festivals as opposed to watching a bonfire. <laughs> Where you burn a witch, witch soul. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. not cool, guys. We not cool. celebrate witches here, so. Yeah, <laughs> witches are welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, and then coming back again on the 4th of August and the 1st of September, I believe. So, yeah. yeah. And Terrapolis will be there. All three evenings. Mm-hmm. So, yes. yes, come up and say hello. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, uh, we're always open to talk to people about our projects if you want to know more. Um, we like come find us and, you know, ask us. <laughs> but, uh, and also we published a small text on Art Review about Terrapolis. Mm. Yes. So, this is more going into the idea behind the philosophy behind it also as i've tried to explain today <laughs> with my very eloquent talking it was wonderful Absolutely. <laughs> so you can also read that so uh, that's the usual procedure you go on the art books website and then <laughs> you find the arc review and you click on that and then dita and iona's article is it has a really long, scary equation in the title, so... No, know. I think that's no. the that's actually a mysterious response mm. to it. Not, I didn't came in randomly. <laughs> <laughs> Just that, you should also read that scroll one. Scroll past that one. <laughs> For the record, I did not write that piece. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think it was a cat. Mm-hmm. It was a cat. Yeah. Yeah. It was a strange cat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, thank you so much for coming today. Thank you for having me. <laughs> it was nice to see you again. Yeah, you too. <laughs> yeah and we'll see you at least another. Yes. Bye. Bye. <laughs>